Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode 119 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be talking about The Hand That Rocks Cradle from 1992. Hello, darlings. Hello, lovers. <laughs> I was trying to be like romantic, like uh, Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah, I didn't know what you were. Yeah, doing yeah, well, there. yeah. I was trying come to on. Be, yeah, come on. I'm gonna start that new inflection. Like, I'm gonna start like, "Hello, darlings." Then, like, in like two months' time, I'm gonna be like, "Hello, darlings." I'm gonna start like a new inflection in my voice to see how this plays out. That'll work for our Nature Gone Amok yeah. series that's coming up too. I, I was trying to relate it to the movie, I think, and that's where I was confused. I forgot that this is also our Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day, baby. Day specials. Yeah, you didn't notice the chocolates I got you, and Adam. <laughs> uh, so th- this is the movie City Maniacs. <laughs> I'm Maddie. I'm Kyle, and I'm Adam. That's the first time ever I've 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 oh, said this is the go. movie City Maniacs. Welcome go. to the movie. City. Hey, welcome, buddy. <laughs> You're one of us. Now. It's mainly because I was like, these guys yeah. aren't going to do this. No, and that's we the whole point of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm off today. I need to get in the swing of things. But, yeah, uh, I'm sure I will. Do you want me to rock yeah. you to sleep? Front with these bare hands, kind of rock you. No, yeah. I'm just going to drink my coffee, maybe, and maybe a beer, get a beer. Okay, and, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, what's new and happening, guys? How's uh, your February going so far? Well, it's uh, very snowy tonight. I'm glad you guys made it. Yeah, we trudged through this uh, Canadian winter to get here. Yeah, but Becky was saying like, "Oh, are you guys going to cancel? Is this the you know? Have you, do you guys normally record on days like this?" I'm like. Well, there uh, was a time. Oh, yeah. There was like a, like a crazy ice storm. <laughs> it was like the ice storm where, where actually like telephone pole or electrical yeah. poles had knocked over. And I remember like I bust to get to Maddie's. Um, everything was closed. Every The streets, everything was like literally ice. It was. It honestly looked like, like an ice apocalypse. It was crazy. Like my neighbor's uh, car got smashed because an actual branch from a tree actually yeah. came down and crashed my neighbor's car. And I remember like going Not down the a, street and seeing uh, the electrical wire like actually swinging like, on the street, a live wire. So I had to like go down a different street to get to his house. And, and I think when while we were recording, the, the power shut out. A couple, yeah, and I think the power even shut out dinner once or twice. Or yeah. no, maybe it was just flickering. But uh, yeah, I was not there for this. No, one. this, no, this, no, this I think this might have been our yeah. This might have been the old podcast, maybe. But uh, yeah, we don't let uh, let small stores yeah, storms uh, stop us from uh, or stores. You <laughs> small stores out there, you mom and pop <laughs> yeah, shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to stop you us can't from keep saying us down, mom and pop. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. <laughs> you can't tell us what to do anymore, mom and pop. <laughs> uh, but yes, brick and mortar uh, is done. Yeah. <laughs> we are continuing our Valentine's Day series where we uh, thought we'd we'd choose some erotic thrillers for the month. Uh, this is episode three, and we're going to talk about The Hand That Rocks the Cradle from 1992 uh, tonight. Uh, but yeah, anything you guys have been watching before we jump into that? Yeah, film, I've been or? watching a bunch of stuff. Um, Did you watch Groundhog's Day? I, uh, <laughs> not yet. Oh. Actually. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I may be talking about I did watch Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
so I, I've been kind of trying to get through a bunch of these 2021 horror in... The, the new ones, newbies. The new ones. Uh, we're going to do, I think, our, our uh, best of around the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we, we like to call it not the Oscars. Not, yeah. it's, no Oscars, like the, the award that Paul Newman's wife bought him. Yeah, yeah. Did, have you ever seen this? <laughs> no. So it, she won an Oscar in the 50s. Paul Newman was nominated, I guess, a bunch of time. Never was, was oh, winning. Oh, Leonardo so DiCaprio she, syndrome? So she bought him an, a, like this thing with like a sad Oscar, but it was gold. <laughs> what, it said not an Oscar? And it says no Oscars. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. He divorced her the year later. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, I think she, she's still alive. They, yeah. and they, they were married until the bitter end. Until his death. Till, yeah. till Tom Hanks killed him on the street <laughs> in the rain. Um, anyways, I watched from 2021. <laughs> what a fucking reference. They're going to say like, What's the last time someone even like referenced the Road Perdition? Like ever? Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. like, what has that been in anyone's like conscious in the past like fifteen years? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. It, 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 our Road to Perdition episode's coming in twenty twenty three. Wait April. for it. Wait yeah. for it, baby. Uh, yeah. So I watched the last thing Mary saw. This is uh, uh, one of the shutters that just came out. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like this folklore sort of 1840s I, th- I think it, it basically this young woman is under investigation um, because she's having a, a lesbian relationship with with their maid or something oh and they think she's gone to the evil side because of this um, and it, it, really great atmosphere really great tone the the problem with this and a lot of these horror movies is the horror element rarely comes to play. And and this one, it, it does have a pretty great ending where it does kind of oh. dive right into horror. But you kind of start feeling like this is just playing the beats a little bit yeah. too much. Um, at the same time, I, I'm I'm really kind of curious. Is it just like dramatic tension rather than like a lot a, of dramatic tension? Isn't but, that like all modern horror? This is, well, this is this is actually I blame A twenty four. I was about to say an A twenty four. This is this def- definitely feels like that sort of vibe, um, but maybe a little bit grittier or something, or a little bit. More abstract, maybe the bu- lack of budget actually helps Helped in it. this case. Um, and it does go like to full on at, at, at some point. Um, but I agree, like that for me is often the problem with some of these horror movies I'm watching where um, the horror element is like an after, like I don't an care, afterthought. If, an afterthought, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine if, like, I think some A24. Like Midsummer or Hereditary, which I don't love as much yeah, as other people. Clearly a horror movie. They're still clearly horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not shoving in your face all the time because they don't need to. But it's it's really well plotted and it's well there. thought. Um, the Lighthouse would be a great example too of, yeah. of, of when it's working. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm still going to give this one six point five. I think it's worth the watch. Yeah. I, th- mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of good things going on. This Eduardo Vitaletti, Vitaletti, uh, I think all his right. name, first time director. You know, definitely has some chops. So I'd be so, curious. Someone to watch out for. Yeah. Speaking of A24, I ended up watching St. Maud. I actually, Doug's movie speaking, it's crazy, like, uh, tense drama, but I dug it, man. There were some cool beats there that actually, like, scared me. And that a great, I, great yeah. lead performance. She killed it. And he, both these girls, like the uh, girl who's bedridden. and she's, Jennifer uh, L., yeah, the she actress. She's so good. Like, yeah. she is cruel. She is, like, compassionate. Like, you manipulative. Get all these yeah. beats from her, and, like, you get drawn into her crazy bullshit and you're like then you can, when she turns on her you're like oh that stings yeah 
I, I thought it was cool. I really liked the ending. I liked the. Uh, it's great end as well. Yeah. It kind of got me in a weird way of like uh, the uh, tension at the end really like built and built and built to that end. You're like, oh my god, did she just do what I think she did? And I thought it was cool. The only the only issue I had with this one, mm-hmm. and it's almost the same thing we were talking about, is some of the horror things felt like, oh, we got to. We got to have a scene where her mouth goes all crazy in 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 like that standard kind of ah oh, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dif- disfiguration mm-hmm. sort of like oh is there a ghost here is there some d- sort of demonic thing I-, I would have rather if it downplayed that still had some of those that those tense elements but all the horror stuff felt like it was shoehorned a little bit I, I don't know even like uh, I don't want to give anything away but there's a scene that's reminiscent of a th- the thing the, right that yeah that's like. That was actually kind of terrific. Like, not terrific, but like really fucking got me, like terrifying. I think we're in this sad age where like they know horror sells, like horror has a huge fan base. You know, you you can put out any horror and it's going to get some kind of, uh, it's going to get people watching it, whether it's good or bad, whereas you you throw out some drama, it it might get lost in the shuffle. So I think they know they can sell it as a a horror station. That like a, a streaming yeah. station that it, it dedicated dedicated that, yeah well that, exactly and look mm-hmm. at like what are, what are the Blu-rays everyone like how many fucking Blu-ray companies come out every month that dedicates to horror you know what I mean like it has a huge fan base so all these companies keep on doing these like dramas and then they're like well we kind of need some horror elements to sell it like watch the trailer for that movie the whole thing is sold as something else and then you watch the movie and you're like this is barely a horror film that was my problem with it, it it's, yeah, I, it's an interesting yeah. character study of. You know this woman in in religion and and whatnot, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think like for me, uh, from I, I a per, like, like I just, how do you say that's the best horror movie of the year when it's the the horror is like such a small part of it? I don't know. I would you say the because she is like battling like a madness in a yeah. weird way. Like she's kind of going down this rabbit hole of like insanity, like that actually. Manifest itself. I still on think screen. it's a horror movie. Like yeah. it, it's 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 trying to play those beats the whole time, and I I, I do think it overplays that hand, and that's why I think I mm-hmm. gave this seven point five. Mm-hmm. What are you going to give this? Uh, eight. Eight. Oh. Um. Uh. Yeah, but but uh, but still, for me, it's it's firmly a horror movie, and mm-hmm. um. I also like I watch these things n- n- now because of the way trailers are made and how the those previews that come on this. I hate watching service. trailers. I don't watch them yeah. at all anymore because yeah. all they do is give away the whole goddamn movie. Yeah. It's so rare that you get like an old school trailer that kind of mm-hmm. just like gives you a little breadcrumb. Uh, yeah. I almost hate it when I go to the theater now and it's like, fuck. You gotta watch what's coming out. They just showed me the, this whole movie. Yeah. I hope I forget what this was. That's I, I yeah. can't remember what it was. It, it was. it was some horror movie. Halloween. They, they 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 gave the the twist. The, the the Not the newest one, but the Halloween from 2018, I think. They spoiled like... The, the jump scare in the trailer. Oh, the they? one in the closet. Do you remember that one? It's uh, like probably oh, yeah. the best jump scare yeah. in the movie. And if you saw the trailer, you already knew about it. Yeah. And what, where what, did I watch us and saw that trailer? I don't remember, but I yeah. saw, I think yeah. that might've been it. Um, yeah. Whether he's trying to close that they're trying, trying to close the door and it's not, it's budging. And then, mm-hmm. but there's other ones. Yeah. You get the whole plot yeah. of the, the goddamn mm-hmm. movie. So I, I almost try to go in cold. Like, okay, I, I look at a, what's people are watching. And yeah, I think it's just, you can't get people to watch anything unless you spoon feed them all this information. The same way with those clips that will appear on Netflix, and sometimes it's like that's the best fucking scene in the whole You're movie, and they just it, yeah. they just took that out. And you don't have an option to turn that off either. Like you just like click on it, like you plays so out. I don't know though. I I, yeah. I I think I personally need trailers because I think there's 
just too much fucking content out there. I mean, Netflix alone throws out a thousand shitty movies a month. Like to me, it's like, do I want to waste two hours? It's like, I'd rather watch two minutes and see if it's going to be my thing. You're right. Sometimes it can ruin. Sometimes it can totally I, sell I, you on something else. And I think else, they're manip- manipulative. They rarely show you what actually the movie's yeah. going to be. Mm-hmm. That's uh, like they could cut anything and do anything. Just like we watched, like the uh, Shining, uh, cut to like yeah. uh, a new romantic. Shining. He's a out of work author. But they're so good at making trailers yeah. and, and making people almost like they're yeah. watching mini movies. Well, usually yeah. they do. Like every movie will do. Like this trailer sells it as a horror film. This sells it as this. So they can mm-hmm. kind of like attract hit three different markets yeah. by the the way they edit it. But um, yeah, it I is know. advertising. Yeah. Um, cool. I, uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, yesterday was Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. So I threw in, uh, Bill Murray's Groundhog Day from 93. It's, it's been a, it's been a couple years since I've watched this. I, uh, I picked up the UHD, again, maybe not a movie to, to show off your UHD, <laughs> but I, I was, this is actually one of those, there's a, there's a handful of movies on Blu-ray, Groundhog Day, Big Lebowski's a big one, that have shitty transfers, like, that was back when they didn't know what they were doing, so... They people didn't like grains, so they would just DNR everything. So they'd have like waxy oh, faces. Yeah. I know Big Lebowski is like one of the worst for that. Predators. I think I only the have the DVD one. of Groundhog Day. Okay, which looks yeah pretty good. Probably I, okay. I, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I was surprised how fucking good it looked. Um, but again, this isn't a film that you care about. That did you watch this for Bill Murray? Net, I, I year, caught, came in halfway where, through. Uh, Ramus had the year he died. We mm. watched this for Bill Murray Night. Okay. Um, that's the last time I watched it. Uh, yeah, so this is directed by Harold Ramis, of course. Uh, I love the 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 Murray as the Dick character, like mm-hmm. this Scrooge. I'm trying to think what are some other ones where he's this kind of dickish character that kind of redeems himself by the end. He did a couple stripes, of stripes, yeah, yeah. 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 I, and I think actually I love comedies, maybe because I am a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a it. dick that's trying to redeem himself. Maybe by the time I pass, but. Uh, yeah, like I, I, Ace Ventura is another comedy that I love, and that's that guy going around kind of being a dick to people. I, I, that he's I, kind I, of else. I feel like this is the bridge, though, between late Bill Murray and early Bill Murray. Yeah, for me, this is the the middle. He got like piece, his like um, where he's all he's starting to show almost about to do uh, that Dumbo movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you can see, like if you watch Rushmore or if you watch mm. uh, Lost in Translation or something like that. This is this character isn't that far removed, Phil Connors, well, to those characters. It's funny too because I was reading up, and this that's like kind of what him and Ramus were fighting. I mean, he was Bill Murray was also going through a terrible divorce at the time, but Ramus wanted to do kind of this uh, romantic film with comedy, and Bill Murray wanted to do more of this serious. It was going to kind of tackle yeah. the the, the themes. existential, yeah, things, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I like both. I mean, I, I did think. Don't get me wrong; it's a hilarious film. And I love it. But I did realize this time around that it doesn't consistently stay... Like, it kind of, like, after the halfway point, it starts going more into... And and I I think all this stuff is interesting, but I was just surprised that it wasn't, like, consistently as funny as I remembered it. Um, But that's not a bad thing. Like, I think the the comedy in the first half is amazing. But then, yeah, it tackles, like, well, what do you do if you're relieving? Like, first it goes into, well, I'm going to just take advantage of getting into women's panties by... Learning all about them. And then it goes into like, this sucks and I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah. But then he starts realizing, well, I can use this as an advantage. I can use this to learn stuff. I can learn it's piano because I can. It's truly actually an, uh, an uplifting and hopeful yeah. movie in the end. Oh, exactly. I, I think almost them fighting one another. I'll, I'll put the spoiler. This is yeah. a top 20 movie of oh, all wow. time. This is my favorite Bill Murray movie. This it's is there, eh? my favorite Harold Ramis directed movie. Um, this is like. 
Oh. Crazy. Yeah. I, I love this movie, and I love it more. The I've seen it. 10 out of 10? It's probably 10 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, I love it that much. So, but I think why it's great is if Bill Murray got to make the movie he wanted to make, it's going to kind of turn into a slog, because mm-hmm. he actually doesn't have that sort of chops as a, as a writer or a director. So if he gets too involved, I think that becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And if Ramis just makes it a comedy, there's no, like, you no won't heart. have, there's no yeah. heart, and yeah. that end won't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where he basically makes Michael Shannon's year. <laughs> right? <laughs> that blew my mind that was Michael Shannon in that What's, movie, who's right? Who's Michael Shannon in He's, He's the, the guy going to WrestleMania. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Right? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Close your mind, uh, doesn't I, it? I'm going to have to watch a, a, that scene when I get home. Uh, but yeah, and yeah, I, I agree. I like like all that stuff, and he used that time to like learn about people. Yeah. He almost even becomes a superhero at one time, where he's going and he's saving all the people. There's a sad like scene where this old guy. Oh yeah. He he tries to like a homeless guy, and he he says, "Well, I I can give this guy all my money because I'm gonna really I'll, I'll take this guy out." And this, make sure he eats everything right, yeah. and he yeah. and, and he dies at the same time. And dies, time. and she sa- and he says, "Well, what would he die of? Like, I can save him." And the woman says, "Like, he just died of old age. Like, some people just die." And it's just really because he he tries and he realizes no matter what we can do, this old guy is going to die that day, that no matter what. That section kinda, of the movie, yeah. as I get older, really hits me hit harder yeah. and harder and harder. I think as a kid, I almost thought it was kind of like funny him helping him or something like, <laughs> he dies anyway yeah. what a pillow <laughs> but but now like man yeah. I, I like i get chills like you're talking about this it's like oh my god that's that's yeah. fucking life like yeah. just his time and any mcdowell this is like kind of her adorable period i, I don't know I, I yeah she's great in this movie i think uh, too she's uh she's great in this and then the supporting cast you have like chris elliott as a cameraman um uh steve what's his name Tobolowski as oh, yeah. Ned, Ned Ryerson, <laughs> who's amazing. It, it's uh, a doozy. <laughs> you have the guy from Burbs who we were talking about stole the yeah. Burbs. I was wondering what else he did. Well, he's in this. Uh, and of course, his brother, uh, Brian uh, Doyle, Doyle Murray, is the mayor. And Harold yeah. Ramis yeah. as a cameo. Yeah, and anyways. Michael Shannon. <laughs> and Michael Shannon, apparently, who I need to go back. I, yeah, I, 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 I still I'd love it. I don't maybe like it as much as... You, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go eight out of ten. It, it's eight, eight, eight point five. Yeah, that's still. Great um, for Kyle, it's still right? like again for it's still up there for comedies with me. Again, I just thought I remember it being maybe more consistently funny. Where there's actually more to it, so that's kind of like a good and bad. Mm. It's not like you know you're gonna throw it on and laugh your head off for an hour and a half a or whatever. A but at the same time, I kind of like that it it does something with that being stuck in a time loop more than like whereas like what's that stupid one that came out like a year or two oh, ago with the I, guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine Sands. Uh, Oh, pop. Pa- um, yeah, like that. Uh, like that does nothing. Yeah, it, it tries. Me, like it tries to be that movie. Like yeah. he experiences I something. Would think about that. Why would you try to do Groundhog's Day? Like There's, again, like it just there. You can't. Well, it's been done with yeah. like um, Edge of Tomorrow is the only Edge one. Edge of Tomorrow. Well, well, it's well, sort of like, yeah. Death Day. Death Day was kind of interesting take yeah. on that. I didn't, I didn't love that one. Yeah, but, but again, interesting take. Yeah, it yeah, turned yeah, into yeah, a horror movie. Yeah. Makes sense to me. But yeah, yeah, like a Palm Spring. Is that all? It's called Palm Spring. I think it's something like that. Yeah. This is how much that movie meant yeah. to us. With Andy Samberg, who I, I like Andy yeah. Samberg. I like Christina, uh, what, oh, fuck, I, I can't, can't yeah. remember her last name. Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> Clearly she, you like her. Huh? She's a, she's a yeah, great actress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did good jobs, but again. But it, it tries to be that movie. It's not as funny, and it's not as heartwarming, no. and, yeah. and you don't feel like there's anything been earned. Well, and it, do, it doesn't, it's kind of like it goes for the romance and the comedy. It doesn't go for all that other stuff we just talked about, which is kind of the heart of the film, I guess. All the existential stuff yeah, yeah. that 
is really it's not just a romance it's not just a no. comedy it's this other big question mark and that's why I, i've i've watched groundhog day 20 times or whatever over the years yeah um like for a while there i was watching on on every groundhog day but now, now, i probably yeah. haven't seen in five ramus probably been dead yeah. for five years now yeah. probably been a while right or maybe more so i'm, I'm due but and now i want to watch it well it's yeah but it's not Groundhog's Day anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wait till next well, February second. Yeah, it, it's good, good one. Uh, what do you guys got? Uh, so back down the 2021 road. Uh, this is in the Earth. Ben Wheatley's new movie. Oh, awesome! How is it? Uh, I quite enjoyed this one. So this is uh, a movie where uh, basically there's a scientist. It's it's kind of like. What's happening in the world right now, which I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this, co- like a COVID-esque yeah. story. And he goes out to see this other scientist who's deep in the woods. And it's this area that's very rich in minerals and, and a lot of scientific development. And as they go out there, it's kind of like annihilation, how weird stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool kind of like sound and 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 kind of psychedelic visuals that I I found really really work. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know Ben Wheatley for me the he doesn't really kill the high like he has high concepts but maybe not the intelligence to quite go deep like it's not annihilation. Yeah. It doesn't go that deep. It doesn't sh- uh, but the the and the characters probably aren't as well developed. Um but there's a lot of cool things. Like he's an interesting filmmaker and after yeah. Rebecca the fucking you disaster was that him? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The guy did a kill list did Rebecca. Weird. Because he had a slasher film that's like last year as well, isn't it? Oh, did he? Yeah. This is the last movie he made, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I think he's a guy that does like two movies in one year. Let me check. Maybe it was a year before. It was when, no, I think it was, it, if it was last year, it was like one we couldn't see. It was still playing at festivals. Q and talking and all the yeah, Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but uh, solid performances across the board. There's a lot of, like, basically it turns into an abduction movie for a while and they have to escape this kind of crazed guy that now believes that nature is, is. this being and is taking over and is talking through this guy's art and part of his art is killing people. And then they go see the scientist. Everything seems fine, and then it doesn't seem so fine. Um, definitely one I, you know, if you like Ben Wheatley, he is such a hit and miss guy for me. Like High Rise, I watched that maybe about like a month ago. I didn't talk about it yet, but it was such an interesting movie. I was never bored. I'm like, what? What did I just watch? It's yeah, it's craziness. Insane. Like, yeah. and I, I don't understand like what he was trying to say. Like, I get what he was trying to say, but it just felt so like ham fisted that it's like, no, he's, he's trying to say something more, but. I don't think there was. Much I don't more. think he gets to the more in yeah. any of his movies. Like mm-hmm. I like High Rise, I like Free Fire, mm-hmm. I like Kill List. What was the other Field in England? Field in England, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, was there another movie, Kyle? No. Is this? Does this one have like a guy with an axe or something? Yeah. Oh, maybe this one. I thought. I thought I heard someone saying it kind of had slasher elements or something. Maybe in that one middle section it, okay. uh, w- when they're abducted with the art killer. Yeah, with the art killer yeah. a little bit. Hmm. I, I, I like definitely. I don't know. You could go either way. Yeah. Um. I could see you guys maybe even liking this even more because on the surface value stuff, I think is all there. I think it's when you start thinking about it. Like all of his movies, Kill Us the same way. Yeah. It's kind of like, why is this thing happening at the end? But it's so cool. Do I care? Who cares? Uh, I got a guy with an axe. So I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Where did you watch that one? 
Uh, Crave. Okay. Oh, I perfect. actually have Crave for free for two months. Ooh, so. well. <laughs> I have Sony's uh, weird. Have you guys heard of their streaming service? No. So I guess you can only get it if you own a Sony Bravia TV, which is their brand. Their like yeah. whatever their branded TV, the expensive brand. And then like the I guess, expensive brand. He just he's just throwing that out yeah, there. He yeah, just yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think like because I had a Sony TV before and it didn't get this. Um, so it, I guess and when you get it, you get a free month free and you get five credits and they get movies like the, um, that right, like the new Ghostbuster is already on there. And then you so you can use one of your five credits. And then after that, I guess you'd have to pay after the year's up. It's shit though. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's like, there's like, I think there's like that for 2021 movies. There's like that and the new Venom. The, the pony, uh, no bony <laughs> bony is their other, uh, porno mm-hmm. streaming service by Sony. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be good. <laughs> I don't know if you're go. being serious, but I'd probably watch more on that than this. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's like a hundred movies. To- I don't even know if there's a hundred movies, probably like 50 movies total, a bunch of shit that's old. And yeah, it's just, I, it's a weird service and I don't get it. Like who's it for? Because you have to have the certain TV to even access it. I guess the good thing is you do get like everything 4k. I guess you get the IMAX versions of films, which you can't get anywhere else. So I think like, which I guess Disney is starting quality. to do as well, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. starting to do but that. But I don't think, I think more. this, this the one thing this is known for is like I think the quality is supposed to be better than everyone else's. But yeah, I was just like I was all excited, like ooh, I'm gonna get like I think Apple. I, I don't know about you guys, it might have the best quality if I had to rank them right now. I'd have to check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sign up for that one for a month or something too because there's a couple things I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're, what else, Matt? <laughs> What'd you watch, Manny? Oh, you go ahead. Uh, I watched uh, In Honor because we're gonna be talking about um, Rebecca Dorme- De Mornay. Am I saying that right? De Mornay. Uh, De Mornay. De Mornay in a little bit. Uh, I watched The Shining, the 1997 miniseries. Oh, made for TV. The one he had to make to get it all right. <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to see this because Stephen King, everyone knows the famous story where he was pissed, did not like the Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick version. He feels like he got it all wrong. So he gets Mick Garris, his buddy, um, who did a couple of TV adaptations. He did. Um, he also did the... Uh, Salem's Lot, right? No, not Salem's Lot. Uh, what's the... Oh, The Stand? The Stand he did, a couple other ones. I, I like Mick Garris, a person. I love him doing interviews. I like that he wrote Hocus Pocus. I think yeah. he's not a not-so-great director. I guess he did Critters, too, which I like. But he always, his films always had that kind of cheap TV film, which I guess maybe works for this. Mm. This movie is like... Is it four and a half hours long yeah, it's, or more? It's a long it was one. it was fucking long. Yeah, I think it's four and a half hours it's long. Probably some of the worst CGI I've seen in a while. Yeah, the, there's. I was worried about that. Yeah. There's like there's like one or two, but there's not mu- as much CGI yeah. as you would like. Everyone brings that up, and I think there's like one scene if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's don't get me wrong. It's like some of the worst CGI I've seen, but it's it's like one scene. But yeah, anyway, Stephen Weber's Jack Torrance in this for Rebecca Demorne's the wife Wendy Torrance. Uh, Cortland Mean is Danny, who's like, I think you mentioned before, he looks like he's got his face smushed. Yeah. Stephen we- Weber, known for his great range. <laughs> yeah, he's so weird in this. Like, at some points, he's kind of okay, and other times he's so over the top, it's so bad. It's goofy. He, uh, he just like, the, when the he gets kid, angry, you just feel like you want to laugh at his face. The kid is like the worst actor yeah. of all time. Uh, Melvin Van, Van Peebles is uh, Dick, Dick O'Halloran. Dick Halloran in this. Um, so yeah, it, yes, it is closer, I guess, to the adaptation. Uh, yes, you got the hedge animals, which is the one yeah. scene you talk. It's weird because they do the the way they did it one time where they're coming alive, but it they just cool, right? They keep on cutting and it just they cut, so it almost looks like it's moving. They cut and then cut off it. I thought that was kind of done well, like it's getting closer. But then yeah, there's one scene and it's them moving and it's so bad the CGI. But I think that's the only scene I can think of that really that had CGI, considering everyone brings up that it's so bad. Um, 
Yeah, it, I think the one thing it does, because it has a length, you do get that feeling of isolation stuck mm. in this location for a long time. You do get to see the madness of Jack, like, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, expand over like you actually get to see it kind of like yeah, it's a trans- escalate transfer yeah yeah escalate yeah like he starts out kind of a bit more norman you kind of feel like he's obviously that's probably like the all, all, like i love the shining uh clearly yeah, yeah. Like, um but he's, it, he's it was my number one yeah. movie yeah. on yeah. our top on uh, oh, stephen wow. king compares the shining to like was it like a 56 bel air it's gorgeous it's got the hubcaps it's like all shined up but there's no engine in it is right. how he compared it like He's probably not wrong, actually, because the story does, is like a bit yeah, wonky. But, but it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, 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 I don't think yeah. there's that much the story. Like, yeah, the, the shit it hit doesn't the version, really change. It's it. not any like the, a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff they add. The filler is not doesn't need to. It doesn't enhance the story at all. Um, but yeah, that that's nice to actually see him. The kinda, transition is probably the yeah, only thing yeah. in in the original Shining where uh, it. He, he, go, that's yeah, my he, one knock. He starts like a Jack Nicholson starts as like the uh, crazy asshole. He's he, an eight. Yeah, and he goes up to like the ten. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get him maybe yeah. a nine, and then he's a ten. Like yeah, he, there's yeah. no, there's barely any transition. And Demorne's character again is, is, I guess, closer to the book, and she's actually like a strong female. She's actually the best part of this movie. Like she's great mm-hmm. in this, but she's a strong female character. You actually see like she is there for her son. She's fine if if it comes down to it, she will leave him. To protect her son, and she also stands up to Jack in this. Whereas, obviously, uh, in in Kubrick's version, she's like frightened, yeah. Yeah. and you you know is just she's just like Meek. dealing with this guy. Yeah, uh, she comes a mess. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. from the beginning, it seems like you know, like he could snap, and and you know, whereas this one, I feel like she could fight him off for a bit, and and does uh, a little bit. Um, but yeah, whereas that film has this great set design and score. And like just this ominous atmosphere where you know something terrible is going to happen. This like just doesn't have it. It just the set design's mm. terrible. It just looks the, the hotel doesn't even have any character to it. It's just like a days in. It did, it's not like that bad, but it doesn't have that. It's same. a Ramada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> like again, Kubrick was is a master of all those details and yeah. set design and setting that feeling, which you don't get in this. Um, well, when you're gonna like remake one of the greatest horror movies. Uh, Arguably, of like the top yeah. 100 horror movies, like what do you expect is going to happen when you make it for TV? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's one of those films. Like, I'm glad I saw it. I wanted to click it off yeah. my Stephen King filmography list. Am I going to watch it again? Nah, no. Well, if it gets maybe it comes <laughs> yeah, 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 I will. Yeah. You get like a 4K release, UHD. I might, yeah. but probably not. Yeah, like there's yeah. no reason to watch it. It's just it's long and it, it you feel that length. Mm-hmm. And again, in some ways, good, but not really. Um, anyways, I'm gonna give it five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Back down my 2021 road, I watched The Power of the Dog. Oh, I actually want to check this out. Uh, this is, you know, one of my more no, no, anticipated... No, this is Beethoven's Fifth, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, Charles Grodin's <laughs> last movie. Uh, no, this is the one starring uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, who I'm not usually a big fan no, of. No, I'm not a huge fan of him either. Um, like, he, I, I think he's fine as Sherlock, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff I'm... I've seen. Uh, anyways, he's in this. You've got uh, Kirsten Dunst a- again, brilliant, like just uh, showing that she's she's one of the best actresses, like of the past. Uh, yeah, like twenty years. There's there's way more depth than she was given credit for. I think in her kind of more popular years, mm-hmm. um, and then Jesse Plemons, who ends up being uh, she. Uh, she's a, uh, a widow. She marries Jesse Plemons, moves to this kind of ranch 
uh, where he lives with his brother, who is this basically just giant bully. Um, and her son, who's this almost fey character who doesn't seem like he belongs on the ranch and and at first is being made fun of by Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst is being broken down. Plemons is already broken down by this asshole guy, and he's so good at being this asshole, this overbearing. You could feel like if this guy walked into a room and you were there- Your shoulders would slump? Yeah, you'd be like, oh, man, this guy is just- there's no beating this guy down because he doesn't feel anything. Yeah. But he looks like a- is he like a good gun shooter? No, he's just a guy that like- he he doesn't care about any of the normal social norms anymore. He's actually brilliant. I think he, they said he went went to Yale or Princeton and gave up just to work on the ranch. He wants nothing to do almost with society. And because he doesn't have any of that kind of fear of what you think of him, he's he's intimidating at, at all times. And he he also is always looking how to get it under people's skin, how to get you know, into their weaknesses. How to break people? And, He's and, a sociopath. And to highlight yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. This guy sounds a lot like me, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, like, some really great, uh, you know, just subtle twists that are going on where you're like, oh, I've kind of seen this. I, know, I That's exactly where I thought, maybe not. And then there's a bunch of these things that, that just happen. It's amazingly well-directed. Um, maybe the best I've I've seen in that department all all year. It's a Netflix exclusive, isn't it? It is oh, a yeah. Netflix exclusive. Yeah, uh, I think it's like the 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 big one that might they're saying could the front runner for Oscars. Yeah. Jane, Oscars. Like this, this deserves the the praise that it's it's getting. I'm gonna give this eight point five. Oh wow! Um, definitely one again. Of the that's things. one I, again. I just I watched the trailer. Speaking of trailers, I'm like, yeah. yeah then I guess I'm gonna have to watch it because everyone's talking about it. But yeah. it, it did not. Seems boring to you. Yeah. It's a it, again, like it's a it's, it's a, not a, like a, f- a western with like gun shooting. Right? No, it's, but yeah. it's a revisionist west, western. Is there a talking dog in this movie? <laughs> uh, well, it depends on what you think of, right. of, about the, the mountain and how the mountain speaks yeah, to you. Yeah, good, 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 good. No Beethoven and no Val yeah, Kilmer. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, You're not really yeah. selling this. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the uh, life in the uh, west? Rough. Ah, yeah, 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 all right. There cool. is a dog. Okay. There is there's a dog in the movie. Does he rap? <laughs> Yeah, it's Poochie. Yeah. Maddie. So I watched uh, No Sudden Move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sodenheim movie that came out this, speaking of a 2021. I feel this movie didn't move in a such a weird pace, this movie moved. And every character was dull. The story was dull, but it looked so good. I was never bored. Right. But I think the story just really fell flat for me. There was a lot of convoluted, like, you're just thrown into this situation. Ted Mitchell, you're like, okay, he hires these uh, two hired guns, and you hear about a backstory, and, like, he's talking about these characters, like, okay, they're going to explain that later. They don't explain anything during this movie. You have to, like, kind of piece together just through dialogue. He, I enjoyed that, yeah. but, like, it just felt these characters, I didn't I care like, at I liked all, all of them. the, like, uh, chess pieces. Like, uh, for me, mm-hmm. it fell apart a little bit in terms of, it's trying to do a little bit too much than it's mm-hmm. there. But I liked how it kind of throws you in the deep end. You don't know who any of these people they're referring to. And slowly they kind of like start appearing in it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I dug the movie quite a bit, but I, I Did also- Did you find the characters like dull? No, I, I thought Don Cheadle was pretty interesting. And yeah, Okay, I'll give it to him. But even Benicio Del Toro, like I feel like they gave him nothing to do. And uh, something happens at the, uh, we'll say like three-quarter mark. You're like, oh. Oh, 
you just don't care that it happened. Do you know what I'm saying? I like, don't know about that. Like I thought that was a, a it seems like he's he's don't he's on say, he's on no, top. No, 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 no. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like all these characters seemed dull. The story seemed really boring. That like I just didn't care. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like they, they see. To, I like, like the story. I like the, yeah. the more than the way it looks. Like he drives me fucking crazy with his fisheye yeah. lens thing that he uses with everything yeah. now. Everything has this weird look. Yeah, Is it, he, it, it felt it, odd. They're all they all feel odd now. Since he did Lucky Logan, he's shooting mm. all these movies on his phone. And I don't know if this was shot on his phone or he's still using that effect because it looks better. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it, like the way he makes his movies look recently make me go fucking bananas. I didn't even mind that. Like, but the one thing, the score was completely out of place as well. Like, I felt like it just felt uh, yeah, I, I, a I, bit I, too. Hey, remember Ocean's Eleven? We're trying to do that, but like 1950s. Yeah, <laughs> I, like for for all of those, I, like I like Lucky uh, yeah. Logan. I always call it Lucky Lucky Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- Logan Lucky. Logan's Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Logan's Lucky Run. Yeah, actually. Logan's ru- Lucky Run. Anyway, I, I like that movie quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, and I like I like Soderbergh. Like he's 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 a great director. Yeah, uh, it was the one they did at the uh, Insane Asylum, uh, where the girl gets trapped at the uns- uh, uns- Unsane. Unsane. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, right? that, that, I didn't mind that one. Also has that weird. Yeah, that felt like it was filmed on an iPhone. Anyways, what are you yeah. giving it? Uh, I think I'm giving it six point five. I thought you would have been lower. Uh, I, I I did some Disney getting through the last bit of Disney exclusives mm. before my uh, membership ends. Exclusive. Uh, <laughs> Mandalorian season two. I'll quickly run through this again. I've been digging this show. Uh, first episode opens up with Timothy, your boy Timothy Elephant. Elephantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, town sheriff. Did you know? Uh, you haven't watched this yet, have you? No. Because uh, there's a nice little Deadwood reunion there. Okay. Yeah. Is Hawks in this? John Hawks? Uh, yeah, he's a fella who was thought to play uh, Dan Doherty. Oh, oh, uh, 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 uh Brown, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's rocking the Boba Fett armor, mm-hmm. kind of got excited that Boba Fett was giving it, but, um, yeah, it, it, a fun one where they have to team up, and I guess he says, like, because I guess the armor, you're not supposed to wear it unless you're a part of it, it's like a whole honor Mandalorian yeah. thing, so he agrees, I'll give you back this armor, I just, I just found it and used it to help protect these townspeople, if you help me get rid of this um, kind of tremor-like underground creature, so that was a fun one. Uh, you get my, my one of my favorites, at least of, of overall. Whereas he, he agrees to transport this uh, frog lady, um, and they end up crashing in this, uh, uh, I guess, ice ice cavern. Yeah. And they have to face. It's kind of like a horror one where they face off against all these like thousands, millions of these spiders. fucking man-eating spiders, which was cool. Yeah. And then there, you know, there's there's one with Katie Sackoff where she uh, reprises her character from the Clone Wars cartoon, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool, I guess, because she's from, of course, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, you you finally get a Jedi in this series with Rosario Dawson playing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool, actually. A character again, if you that was actually fun. Cause they, uh, yeah. It was like a forest scene where she actually just kind of yeah, and it kind of has like again yeah. like an old samurai movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's just uh, Boba Fett. It, spoilers, I guess, is in there. I don't know how much of a spoiler because he's yeah. got his own TV show now. What? <laughs> I will say there's a big reveal at the the final episode of see, the uh, the mm-hmm. season, which was like, holy shit, that was kind of cool. Did you, did you see that coming or no? I think that was maybe spoiled. For me. Yeah, I find it's a problem. Like that's the problem with me spoiled. watching this like fucking two years later. I'm really digging this show though. I'm excited. I guess part three is coming out. I think end of this year, so oh, I'll, right I'll probably sign up again if it is this year to watch it again. I've been watching this every uh, 
uh, night with our son, and then now mm-hmm. we're watching the Boba Fett. It's kind of weird because he, other than the couple of the new movies, he hasn't seen a lot of Star Wars. He knows of it, but he's like loving this. Like oh, he's yeah, excited it's, every it's night. It's awesome. But it's weird just because like this and Boba Fett are like not the Star Wars. There's no, not many like lightsabers. It's yeah. like like Boba Fett's almost like a Western. I'll talk about that mm-hmm. maybe uh, next time or something. But yeah, I, I'm digging this eight and a half. Right oh on. wow. Um, yeah, it's. Um, Did you give you a hope for Star Wars again? Like, do you feel like? Is, oh, yeah, I was talking with my Star buddy. Wars. It is. Yeah. It's kind of like reinvigorated. And, and mm-hmm. I liked the last. I didn't hate the last yeah. Star Wars film. I like seeing the Empire back. Is that part of your I top ten? It. Probably. I don't yeah. know. I, I liked it. Maybe it wasn't, but mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I didn't know this. I don't care about like all the issues people had with it. I had fun with mm-hmm. fun with it. And this one though, I find is like even more fun because this is like every episode is something different. Yeah, and it's like different planet, and you're getting like oh, Jawas that you saw. But now you're getting to see a different side, or, or Boba Fett especially, you're going to see a different side of the Tusken mm. Raiders. And I think it's kind of cool. Like, I think this is doing a better job, maybe because they have time of like doing Expanding the nostalgia, the but actually doing something with it, as opposed to just like, oh, you hey, like remember this? Guy? Let's throw them in, yeah. Here's a little Easter egg um, for you. Yeah, I'm digging this. Uh, I have a... Can I keep on going quickly? Yeah, of course. I, I just want to get through these Disney ones, because uh, I don't have too much to say. I watched uh, the Hawkeye series, which is the um, final yeah, yeah. of the four. Jeremy Renner. The Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Jeremy Renner. Are you not a Jeremy Renner fan? He's just like a, like, he's fine in movies, yeah. but he, like, would I want to hang out with Jeremy Renner? No. Mm. Well, I, I think that's his character in this thing, too. He in everything. Plays like, you yeah. know. Yeah, that, Hurt Locker. Uh, <laughs> he, I don't think it's an act. Um, but Jeremy, yeah, <laughs> Jeremy Renner, you're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't think you'd have beers with us the one day, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> uh, this is Haley Stein, uh, Steinfeld, who's uh, she's an actress I liked ever since uh, True Grit. She's yep. the younger on that. She's she's kind of always decent when I've Edge seen of her. Edge seventeen. In. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Actually, I really like. I think that made my top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vera Far- Farmiga is in this, who I always enjoy as well. Um, this is weird because this is one I should not like. It's the most comedic and cheesy. It's totally mm-hmm. like everything I don't like about Marvel in this series. Like it's like him taking on this young protege. But Jeremy Renner's in it, so Jeremy it, Renner? it yeah. goes up a full yeah. point. Well, I don't know if it's Jeremy 9. Renner or maybe it's it takes place at Christmas, which always gets an extra <laughs> point for me. Um, I don't know. Is it something I shouldn't have liked? But I kind of found myself kind of enjoying. I mean, there's definitely stuff I hate in it that I'm just like cringing. Um, but then there's for I I don't know. I was entertained. I don't have too much. More to say, but it does deal with it. I thought it was interesting that I think they've they've done with these series where they deal with like an interesting like how the blip affected people mm-hmm. or how you know the alien invasion affected you know what happens you know the the uh, the collateral damage of that. So I think some of that's oh, I interesting. Can't wait now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Florence Pugh uh, makes so Florence Pugh shows up in this. And I'm like, shit, I haven't seen Black Widow yet. So I had to pause like on episode uh, <laughs> go back and then watch. go and watch the Black Widow, which I'm going to talk about quickly. Anyways, she's totally doing like almost stand-up com- comedy <laughs> in this, which is weird. Um, you ever know how Hawkeye uh, knocks an arrow like this and like... Uh, <laughs> well, there's a scene of her just sitting eating craft dinner and fucking talking for five minutes. And it's all supposed to be funny how chilled and relaxed she is. Kind of hated that. But uh, big uh, villain reveal at the end, which I won't spoil. Uh which I was like, that is fucking cool. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know what you give Thanos something is like back. this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> but he's dead. They're weakened up, burning. It's probably like a six and a half. Maybe I'd go seven if I'm generous. But yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Do I want to watch again? Probably not. Okay, since you've done all four, are you gonna rate them? Um, I would probably go Loki was again. Loki was the other one that I had no interest in. That was mm-hmm. probably my favorite, at least because it had some kind of engaging mystery story. Yeah. I would probably then go, I don't know, this or WandaVision are fine. 
And then, uh, yeah, the one that I was most excited for, Falcon and the Winter Soldier with the Flag Smashers, was probably the worst for me. Um, and then, yeah, I'll just quickly again run through. And once you said Flag Smashers, like, I'm all in. <laughs> Where can I watch? Adam Maddie, give me the Disney. Give me your Disney yeah, yeah, yeah. password. Flag Smashers. Um, <laughs> once they have their own spinoff, maybe I'll start. It's Flag Smashers. Inc. Again, the only reason I'm watching is because I feel like I have to because I know I want to see the new Spider-Man. And yeah. Fucking Marvel. Anyways, I watched Black Widow. Uh, this one actually started out kind of promising. It's like uh, Natasha and her sister, their their kids, David Harbour and Rachel Wise are their parents. All of a sudden, they come home and they're like, "We got to go." They go out on the, they leave their suburban uh, home and they they go to Russia. And it's this cool like, "Oh, what's going on? Like, why did they have to leave in the middle of the night?" And then the children are like fucking needles stuck into them. They're drugged and uh, split apart, and they undergo this rigorous you know assassin training. training. Um, she, this is taking place right after Civil War, so she's on the run. Um, and then her sister, Florence Pugh, is an assassin, and she's about to kill someone when she uh, kind of opens up this, I guess, vial and uh, cures her. And you find out that she was under this mind control and doing these, you know, murdering all these people, not, uh, t- not uh, by her choice. So she sends a vial off to Natasha to keep it safe. And then we're introduced to Taskmaster, who is this. Uh, assassin that like studies all the Avengers, so he knows how to take them out. Knows how to take them all he, out. So. He's always like, "Do your homework. Yeah, <laughs> eat your greens, clean your room. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Iron Man, clean your room." <laughs> <laughs> But so all this is kind of like this cool setup. I'm kind of like, this is going to be like. Could this I be love like- eating my greens. I need, but, but I didn't until I was told to. <laughs> You don't? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, I'm done. So I'm kind of like, this is kind of like the Winter Soldier. like, And then like even when his first introduction, or their first introduction is kind of badass. Like she's just driving out of nowhere and it flips over and they have this cool battle. But So it all starts out well and then it just becomes typical Marvel. Yeah. You get all that comedy and like the actions. The CGI, this may be one of the worst like, I don't know. I don't know if they had to rush it, but then no, because they had like a year to fucking polish this yeah. up. Did they just not want to do anything with it in that year that they delayed it? Um, There's no excuse for CGI getting worse. Especially on these budgets. Like, yeah. these budgets yeah. are. Um, I, I don't know. It's still. There's no stakes at all. Like, I didn't care about any of the villains. I don't know. It was. And so, yeah, the, the humor is just some of it's bad. Um, I don't know. Other than it introduced us to Pew as Yelena. Who's gonna? I'm assuming become the new assassin, new yeah. Black Widow, um, ruining, wasting another career. Yeah, yeah, you might be right on this. Actually, it's just the whole film kind of seemed pointless too. And again, because it's taking place after Civil War, we know of uh, Black Widow's fate in the later films. It's just mm. like why? Like why are you giving this to us now? Like it just seems like, oh yeah, we never give you a Black Widow film. Well, let's a, we'll appease you. Here you go. Like it. Like there's no reason that I need to watch this. It's two hours and fifteen minutes too, which is too oh, wow. long. Um, that's short for Marvel, though these days. Yeah, that's true. I again, I didn't. It sounds like I you hated, just watched a bunch of six-hour movies. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, and they they were too fucking long too. I I didn't hate it. It was fine. And again, it started out promising. There's some stuff I like, but it's like again, it's it's like all these films. Like they're just so mediocre. And I just don't understand why people are blowing their loads and why these films well. are making a million dollars, or sorry, a billion dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> I just aged yourself right yeah, there, right? Uh, a billion dollars, and like they're on everyone's top ten list. I don't, I don't get it, um, especially this year. Marvel had a rough year, and I heard I have Eternals next, which I heard, or no, Chang Chi next. Yeah, I heard that's okay. I heard that's okay, but that has that one actress who I fucking can't stand. What's her name? 
Her name's like a soft drink or Aquafina. something. Aquafina, who's yeah. the worst <laughs> thing in everything. Um, so I'm, I know I'm going to probably dislike that just for her. And Eternals, I've heard, is like one yeah. of their worst they've done. So other than Spider-Man that I've heard great things about, it's like, what a terrible year. It seems like, again, like this is what I was worried about. Once like it ended and all these guys have left and Iron Man's gone, Captain America, like it's... What's phase uh, six of yeah, Marvel? Yeah, like who cares at this point? Other than Spider-Man, which isn't even their fucking friend. Like, Sony, yeah. that's Sony. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I'm... I've said this multiple times this show. I'm out. Yeah, there's no reason for you to jump back in. Like again, I'm a, I grew up a comic book fan, so it's like I feel like I have to watch this. But it's yeah, and other than Spider Man, like it's it's hard to stick around at this point because I've had to watch four fucking TV series just to keep up, and they were like okay, but they weren't. You know, again, they I weren't the Mandalorian. I wouldn't say you got to go watch them, and yeah, and then all these movies that have been mediocre. So uh, yeah, at it. Anyways, what else did you guys watch? Go ahead. I uh, I watched Annette. Uh, oh yes! So you just watched the Sparks, Sparks Brothers, Brothers. Docs. yeah. Uh, so this is the the movie that they wrote, or they yeah. Le- Leo uh, KRX, the director mm-hmm. of Holy Motors, which is one of my favorite movies of the last decade. Uh, if, if probably we did our bet top mm-hmm. twenty five movies of the of, <laughs> of the 2010s, Kyle wouldn't do that because he'd have too many movies <laughs> to go through. Uh, but yeah, this would this would make my list for sure. Yeah. Holy Motors, this was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Um, it's a musical using the Sparks Brothers. They were going to do this as a live performance thing, I guess, mm-hmm. and then they could never get it off the ground. Is this part of the documentary? Uh, it's the last like five minutes of like a two and a half hour doc, which I I haven't seen the doc. It is insane. It's such an interesting like just see their uh, whole life play out in like two and a half hours. Like what they've done. In like these past like 30, 40 years is insane. Like it just seems like two creative people whose lifelong love affair with creativity gets to unfold before your eyes. Had anyone for two heard hours. of these guys before no, this talk? This is my first introduction to them. Like I'm surprised I, I haven't heard I knew, of these cats. I, I, like there was a f- some songs over the years mm-hmm. that like, but I never really dove in. And like the, they've had minor hits, like yeah, top ten here and there. But they're not like a. A, they're more known, I guess, in England than they yeah. would be. Yeah, uh, Germany and like, over, like that over here, Euro. But, but they're still not like an unknown band. Mm. Like they're a cult band. Yeah. But it's kind of like the Velvet Underground or something. Like probably mm. not quite at that level, but yeah. in that same sort of yeah, world. I, yeah, of, I'm of surprised that I, I haven't heard of them. Like I travel with some like very p- interesting people who'd be interested in this that haven't really. Yeah, I don't know why. Like yeah. I remember there, man, there was, did they come to Hamilton one time? Or, yeah. Or, like, I, I don't know. They've always been in the world, and I, I do know mm-hmm. some of the songs. So they 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 score um, and and write all the music for this this musical, starring Adam Driver and uh, Marion Coulthard, uh, mm-hmm. both great in this. And the third is the guy from The Big Bang Theory. Uh, <laughs> so weird. Uh, one of the nerds. I I can't picture any uh, the guy who was in Roseanne. Simon Hedberg or whatever. Is he the guy from Roseanne? No, no, not the guy from Roseanne. I can recognize him and the other Sheldon kid. I don't think of, I can't. I've never, really, like. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of the other two guys. This guy I know because he was also in a Coen Brothers movie. Okay. So clearly he's trying to do other yeah. things. And he's pretty good in this as well. Mm. It starts off, uh, with this song that is in my head. And when we start, and they start in the studio, and it's actually the director and his daughter that open it up. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff about daughters in this movie yeah. as well. And it starts, it opens well. They're just in street clothes, and then they start putting on their costumes for the movie, and they go off in different cars, and the movie kind of begins. It's an awesome start to the movie. Yeah. I'm going, all right, 
I'm in. I'm in. Well, this was in your most anticipated films. Yep. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it was this list or the one last year because it, it probably was, got delayed. It, yeah, yeah. It was. It was last year's. <laughs> um, uh, for 2021, and it, it was I think high up on my list. I was really really excited, and then the movie starts, and you've got Adam Driver. He's playing this comedian who's kind of like this bad boy comedian, and she's this opera singer, and they have this love affair. Him as a comedian, like he's very committed, but it, he doesn't never, seem like he'd be funny. Yeah, they're, they're never he's way funny. too serious to be yeah. funny. So he's basically a comedian that's yeah. telling everybody the like, leather jacket comedian. Yeah, yeah. what? Nothing is funny, yeah. and like, but people are laughing, and th- none of that's funny. And it, mm-hmm. so, I I instantly all movies seem to have comedians that are bad at being comedians yeah. in them. Um, so that's not great. But he is like he's committed to the bit. Like Adam Driver is. He's one of the best actors yeah. of our generation, I think. So, yeah, he's incredible. And um, so even though that's not there, and Marion Coulthard, like, some of the visual stuff is really cool. Like, again, the director is showing off all the time. There's all these great sequences. Not all the songs are there. So there's all these adventurous, ambitious things that I love, and then there's things that I'm just, like, not on the same page with. And then halfway through the movie, it, there's a big reveal, and it changes and I feel like it starts spinning its wheels, but then it comes back at the end with one of the most affecting endings I've seen in many, many years. And all of it kind of adds up, and I kind of went, because I kind of got, oh, this is a, a disappointment. Yeah. Like that's, and then the ending happened, and I went, God damn. <laughs> do I have to reassess this whole thing? Because I'm reassessing it in real time because it's yeah. so good. Basically, the, the daughter is played by a puppet for the whole thing, this creepy puppet thing. And then she turns into a real girl. And I'm not spoiling anything because, yeah. like, they, it's out there everywhere. And that girl is incredible in this. Incredible. One of the best performances I've seen in ev- everything. The music kind of comes together. Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5. This could go either way. Uh, I, I yeah. could watch this in three years and go, Garbage. No, actually, it is. It, a lot of this is a slog. I can't. Or I could be like, all oh, these things do add up. There's all these nuances. Because yeah. the guy hadn't directed a movie since 2012. Sparks has been working on this basically their whole goddamn lives. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of thought there, and maybe some of it didn't. Maybe it didn't work, or maybe I just didn't click right away. Because at the end, I started going, "Oh yeah, oh 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 that that was that." And it's it it, it left me. It's one of the most impactful endings you've seen in a while. Yeah. Eh? Ooh, check that out. Yeah, since you saw the Sparks documentary. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I might have to check this yeah, out. because I, I have it on my list. Uh, this watch. documentary was such an uh, uplifting movie. It's weird to see this uh, documentary about a band that's been a band for 40 years, and there's been no pitfalls, there's been no drugs, there's no like behind-the-scenes drama. And this is directed by Edgar Wright, Yeah, right? yeah, it's just two brothers who just have this weird otherworldly connection, and they're, they could have been commercially famous if they wanted to just change a bit. But like every time they got any traction, like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to pivot and just do things that we yeah. want to do constantly. Like such a weird, awesome, like uplifting movie. After I finished watching, I'm like, oh, it was such a good mood. I wanted to create something just to create something. It was awesome. I'm giving it eight stars, man. It was nice. So is fantastic. your script for Weekend at Bernie's 3? It's coming in. Weekend of the Living yeah. Dead. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie is a zombie. Hey, I'm surprised they haven't don't... remade that movie yet. We can have Bernie's. Yeah, like it, it would it still work. Wasn't a good movie. They to begin would, with. but again, <laughs> they're, they're, they're flipping the switch. It's going to be weekend. Is that 1985? <laughs> is that 1985? No, that's like no. I, think it's, I think it's later. Yeah, um, would it be? I love part one. 
I think it's great. I think part two is amazing. He's dancing every time they play that no, voodoo, voodoo song. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such a great concept. So Again, they just amazing. don't make movies like that yeah. anymore. Like a guy dies and yeah. they have to parade him his dead body around and it's a comedy. <laughs> um, I watched, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know, if, I think this was your most ampi- anticipated as well and I don't know if you watched it yet. The Green Knight from 2021? Mm. Did, uh, yeah. This is David Lowry. How do you say Lowry? Lowry. I feel like I'm like Martin Lawrence saying, you know, uh, the, the ongoing Larry. Yeah, yeah this was either voice. on my list or just an honorable mention. But yeah, it, it, it was definitely like I'm going to probably I you've just lent it to me today. Yeah. So oh, I will okay, be watching sorry. Soon. OK, sorry. Uh, it was Maddie. I think I watched it. it. Yeah. OK, so right right away. It's a it's a David Lowry film. So, you know, you're going to feel that runtime. Yep. <laughs> You do feel around time. Uh, again, this is another. I, I'm finally getting to watch some UHDs. It is UHD. I will say this fucking f- film was beautiful looking. It was gorgeous. It's like a lot of like real scenery. It's a fantasy mm. film, but a lot of it's like real on in camera mm-hmm. settings and stuff, which I enjoyed. Which though it kind of, but then he has like CGI that maybe didn't look as good, and I thought that kind of contradicted the, the, the giants, it. it the was giants? Kinda, I thought the giants kind of looked okay, but yeah. there's like a fox. There's some stuff that I just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't necessarily work for me. It's it, without spoiling too much. It's kind of like an interesting take on Excalibur, but not really. Yeah, I guess it's like a. Uh, it takes the Excalibur story and takes afterwards, right? Yeah, I think Sean Harris is mm-hmm. playing King Arthur. Yeah. In this. it's so weird and seeing like, Sean Harris not an evil bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Every movie he's like, but the he, scariest even that, guy. there's that scene where he becomes an evil bastard. And like this movie was so convoluted and it went absolutely nowhere. Well, for the, me. The, the basic plot is is he he yeah he's. King Arthur's nephew. Yeah. He doesn't hasn't been doing anything with his life, and he's. Uh, ch- uh, ch- yeah. Arthur invites him up to the table on Christmas, and they have a talk, and he says, "You know, I'd lo- I wish I could be a a warrior, do something, you know, with my life to leave like a legacy." And this Green Knight, who's like this tree guy, comes in and says, "Anyone, pretty much have the balls enough to to face me?" And he says, "I he he says I will." And but you think, God, oh, it's gonna be this battle. He doesn't. He just kneels down. I don't know. Like this all happens. He chops yeah. off his, then chops off his head, he and says, then in a year from now, yeah, you have to come, and then whatever and take you your, do to me, take your beatings. I'm going to do to you. So in like, a year from now. it's kind of a weird yeah. plot to film because so he's just going to go there, and his his heroic heroism is to go and let this guy chop off his head. So yeah. like, that whole thing didn't really work for me. And the guy, he's he's great. Uh, what's his name? Dan Patel. Um, yeah, he's so good. He's good in this, but, but the character, just yeah, seems his like character a, a is. Lump. He's yeah, he's kind of boring. He's not heroic, yeah. and you don't really. He just care follows about the path him. of least resistance constantly. It's like, well, that's probably what's why the story is interesting because you don't really have a hero like that. But he's not a hero. He just kind of like, all right, I'm just gonna do. Yeah, this like this is one that. that has been pretty yeah. divisive all all year, and it, it's funny. Like I talked to a couple friends, and they saw it, and they were like, yeah, whatever. And and I have one that's like, I actually, I think thought about it. I I, I like it way less. Than yeah. what I told you, and I have another friend that has now made it. I like it way more. It's going to be like their number one I don't movie. Think of the there's year. that much to it either. Like I read, and the director pretty much explains the whole plot, and it's like, yeah, that's what the movie's about. It's like, it's kind of like you know, it's more important to be a good person than leave a legacy behind, and, and that's kind of the the plot really of the film. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, I mean, some things I liked, like it's on his journey. There's a cool scene where he goes to like it feels like an old haunted fable where he goes to this house. And the, he gets visited by a ghost yeah. who's like, you got to find my head. And that stuff's kind of, even the giant stuff was kind of cool. But then there's other stuff you just don't care about. I thought um, Alicia Vikander, who I don't always love, and Joel Edgerton were both great in this, where he goes to their house and they're like almost trying to keep him there. And you think there's more something sinister. Mm. But again, even that doesn't 
do work. much with it. I, I thought. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think the whole story and plot is just too simple. Like, there's nothing really to it, and I kind of expected more. I thought like this was going to turn the the fantasy film on its head, yeah. and it really doesn't. Other yeah. than being a gorgeous looking film, so I, again, I enjoyed it. There's stuff I liked about it, but it, it, you feel that length. And again, it, in the end, it was just like there, there was five, it was okay. Five minutes to the end, I'm like okay, now we're getting somewhere. Then it just kind of. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, what that does again, that kind of is yeah. the whole plot of the movie in the last five minutes. That stuff is interesting, but it's like I wanted to th- that through the whole movie. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it six and a half. Like yeah. I, again, I think it's like just as a visual, it's one of the best looking films mm. I've seen in 2021. But well, uh, I'll let you guys know in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I'm giving it six and a half as well. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else? I, I yeah. think I'm, I'm yeah. ready. I, I have two more that I'll be really, really yeah, quick. Yeah, jump in. So I watched a lot this weekend and next episode I have a lot to talk about too. Escape Room Tournament Champions, I won't say too much about it. Um, I'll just say if you like the first one, you're going to probably enjoy this. You're getting the same thing, some cool rooms, some cool traps. Um, don't really care about the characters or their their journey to, like you said, to, to stop this this group that's uh, running it. But again, I, I don't care about that. Like I just, I have fun with these films. They do rely a little bit on CGI found in this one. Like every room kind of had CGI playing mm. a big part, but I, I like the, like if they give these movies, deliver these movies every year, I'll, like I'll be saw fine. or paranormal. They're just like really harmless movies. Well, mm-hmm. and like saw, saw was like gory and just made you feel dirty and distur- like it, it felt yeah. like it was trying to disturb you by going graphic and how we can go too far. Like this film's not any of that. This film mm-hmm. is like, Here's a cool room. Here's a cool mystery of how you got to get out of the room. Like that's the film. There's not much to it, but I I enjoyed it. I don't know. I was there's not too many films I've just been like thrown on and been entertained for the whole hour and a half. And again, doesn't overstay its welcome like I was this film. So I'm gonna give that one seven seven and a half out of ten. Ooh, ooh. Uh, you're gonna you're I, you're gonna have to change your score. Well, I think I gave it a three on Letterbox. A three on Letterbox is usually like a seven to me. You can't divide it. No, you can't divide it in half. Like a three to me on Letterbox means it was good. But three point five would be seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't divide it in half. It's different. Cause so me, you'd either go like, oh, okay. Because to me, Letterbox, I think because they do that, like a five, you can't ever do, and a four and a half to me is like. That's almost perfect. That's nine nine. So a four 5. is like yeah. a really good film. So yeah. for me, a seven is either a three or a three and a half on Letterbox, depending. Depending. So so a seven can be both of these scores. This is some Danny Bazanko bullshit. Yeah, I was saying like so three could be anywhere between a six and a and seven a six and, and a half. Seven, yeah, yeah. But it also could be a three and a half. What? So three if and it, a half would be a seven, seven could be a eight. three and a half or a three. It's one or the other. Yeah. You got to you got to choose. It's either always <laughs> one. I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, it, it, that's okay. Let's say it's a seven. A seven is, out it, ten. Is, is there is there is it like I'm I'm just waiting no, yeah, for some cameras. Yeah, yeah, half of seven would be three and a My half. My highest like. score is because I, I don't divide you're in come half. Out and be like, I don't think you can just divide it in half. I don't think scores work like that. I don't think you can do that. A five and a ten is is two completely different rating systems, in my opinion. Just like just like a oh, seven. So that's just true. But if it's if it's a three for on your own rating system, yeah. three to me means it's a good film. Yeah, yeah. But if 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 it's a seven is a three, it's all seven and three are always the same. Yeah. Not sometimes seven is a three point five, and like I I can go get down with your rating system, but like you're you're one step away from going. Uh, my rating system Top stops at seven, seven. <laughs> because nothing has made me yeah. scared. 
No. <laughs> a four a four is something that's a good like a really good film for me. A four right. yeah, seven. I've given like ten films a four and a half on Letterbox. And in five stars, I don't even know if I've given maybe one or two films, because a five star is a perfect film. Right. Well, even like a five star could be a nine point five. It could be technically, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying though. That's why you can't just divide it in half. You're right. This is probably a seven. So but what what is like it doesn't yeah. matter like you know, it's just the consistency of of the thing. Well, my my scores are consistent <laughs> on Letterbox. So if you look at everything I've given seven or seven and a half on the show, it's probably a three on Letterbox. My scores on on Letterbox are consistent, right? But you just said that a, a, a seven could be a three and a half. Or it could be a three. Yeah, it could be. All right. I all think right, if we're leaving, all right, guys, guys, guys. blowing up my brain. Yeah. What else did you watch this week, buddy? Because <laughs> there's no, like, you can't, again, it can be a three, three and a half. It's like, it's either closer to three and a half or it's closer to three. This film is kind of like a three point, it's kind of in between, it's probably 3.25 on Letterboxd. Right. Or, sorry, yeah, so I gave it a three. But shouldn't there be more nuance in a 10-point like system? To than me, a, a three and a half is system? like, I don't think, three and a half is like, it's almost an eight. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this yeah, film. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, it's probably a seven. I, I probably wouldn't give it. I think when I did this rating, I was like, you know what? Maybe I enjoyed that more. I was maybe too harsh on it on Letterboxd. Right. Sometimes, too, when I do these ratings, I'm looking at it after the fact. That is true. Sometimes I go back and I go, yeah, oh, that, I should change that. that. That was actually better or worse yeah. because now, like, oh, what was that movie? But about? I, don't, I don't think it was as good as the first film, which I think I gave a three and a half, maybe. I don't know if I gave it. That would be what, eight? For me, for me, an eight is definitely an eight is usually like four and up. If it's an eight, eight point five. I'm a, when it comes to like seven. To me, again, like seven could be seven's like it's good, but you could also have a low seven, right? And then six to me is like yeah. it's just okay. I just love this. I think this. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I like. Yeah. I think this like, is. I think this is better than okay. But it's not hitting the eight level either. So totally, it's totally. Three I, and three I, and a half. I, I get that. It's it, it, it. You could say between three and three and a half. It's the that three could mean because to me a six uh, a six would be a three on letterbox and to me that just it, to me six is like just okay. Whereas I but think a six point five could be. But I think a three on letterbox seemed like to me a three is better than a six. Like right. to me. That's how I look at like six is like it's okay. Whereas a three on letterbox, it's like you're past the okay part right you're yeah. past the midpoint you, you, like de- definitely could so could a six have it that a six way. could technically be a three but it could also be a 2.5 right i think when you're doing those 0.5 it doesn't really matter yeah i just do the i do the, the if five, i had, if i had a complete if i get, had like this is a four then to me that's like a one star rating is when it comes to those half points i don't care about that and yeah i don't write down 0.25 or whatever like you guys do on your, your ratings to me it's like I either pick I've a three doing or that I pick just a because, three and a half. Because yeah. this is the but show. But that's why I hate five ratings, to be honest. Yeah, so do I. Mm. Um, anyways, yeah. If, if it's a half point, it doesn't matter. Sure, it could Ho- be Hopefully whatever. the viewers uh, or listeners <laughs> back at home now understand <laughs> Kyle's the own. nuance of, of the rating Pretty system. Pretty much if on mine, you can t- take away that half star or, or give it or leave it. It doesn't matter. It could be, uh, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, half star shouldn't even exist, I guess. <laughs> Kyle don't have fuck. <laughs> Anyways, one more film quickly I'll talk about. Jesus, that went on for a long time. Candyman 2021. I think we all watched this. Yeah. Uh, I will just say no Tony yeah, I, Todd. I talked. No film glass I score. Yeah, I, talked about this? I haven't talked about this yet. No film glass yeah. score. No Cabrini Green, Green Ghetto. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't no exist scares. anymore. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. 
But I mean, like everything, the reason I love Candyman or all those four yeah. things, this has none of it. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's already like, well, why am I watching this again? Mm-hmm. And they try to do something with that, that it's now been like, you know, Cabrini Green doesn't exist. And it's been like... Gentified. Gen- it's like, been, it's like pretty I, much the hipster version of, yeah. of I like Man. all of that because that's actually what's happened. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, but like, they don't do anything interesting with that is the problem. Like, I think the, the concept behind... Like, I have issues with this movie as, as well. Mm-hmm. You love this movie, I right, really Maddie? enjoy this movie, yeah. Um, but... For me, the concept of like you going back to this place and seeing how it's completely redeveloped, but like the the specter of what's happened in the neighborhood doesn't go away, right? Just because it's been gentrified, it's still like, like at that. Uh, what's uh, happened on the outskirts it. of that? It's got the mark where all these people have mm-hmm. been displaced. It's it's another sort of like slight against uh, the people of Capini Greens. Yeah, it's know. it's another torture of of the this, the the, the Candyman throughout yeah. the years. Yeah, see, I, I disagree, though. To me, like, I watch Candyman, though, because that shit is scarier than Candyman at oh, times. Yeah. I don't have that in this film. There's no scares in well, this film the, at all. Yeah. That's my problem with the movie as well. Like, I, the, 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 the Candyman, they, they, I think it's kind of interesting how they, like, do the Candyman mythology and how this mythology has related to true stories and how, you know, each true story over the years has Which become the Candyman. Which they've done a bit, bit of that in the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, again, the, I like the Candyman that. is not... Tony, like he's not, he doesn't fucking talk. He has no personality, doesn't have the, doesn't uh, give anything that Tony Todd in the original gave. So you're not getting that. I don't know. I thought he did an okay job, actually, as he's kind of slowly falling apart. Like his face is all kind of getting but distorted. He's not, he's not, and yeah, he's not scary. He doesn't have any. I, the, I do find this movie didn't have the tension I wanted, but I was And so even, the, even the kills in the were kind story. of like CGI. They were just people yeah. flying around and blood going and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The, 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 like, it's nice that they're touching on the current race is- mm-hmm. issues in a way. But again, I think you could have did that and just not did Candyman. Did something different with that. Like, to me, it's like you're doing Candyman, but everything that was great about Candyman, you've kind of thrown uh, away. You, you can't really, you can't recapture Candyman. Well, exactly. Ever That's again. what I'm saying. So, so they don't try do to do it in like a modern uh, society. It was like, all right, well, let's just like take the story in a new twenty years after the fact. But why? And, well, because Candyman's going to sell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. and, I, and I actually think, yeah. uh, mythology-wise, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I none of that I had any issue with. I, my issue with the movie is that it 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 is trying to be a horror movie all, at all times and doesn't deliver. Other than maybe the one scene with the um, the journalist without saying what's going on, mm. that kill is amazing. The journalist, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, neither do I. That's how it's the summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the journalist is, 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 he goes to see her. Oh, yeah, 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 in the apartment. Yeah, And they go go back Uh, out. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I don't know if I'd say amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's still CGI, though. It's still her flying But you can't really see. Like, it's, Uh, it's. Yeah. Like, you couldn't tell that was CGI. Mm -hmm. Like, um. So uh, far I think away. people just yeah. getting flying around the room is just not scary to me. I don't know. But like you know that that like it the movement is the same as if Candyman was there. Yeah. Anyways, we just gave away the best <laughs> kill of the movie. Yeah, and then like the whole cutout, the the stuff with the cutout, like that was interesting. But again, it just didn't fit the movie. Like I don't know. I thought, oh, I didn't like. Yeah, all the like the I thought it was cut. It looked cool, but it's like it didn't. Like, why are you doing this in fucking paper cutouts again? Like, what was, what was the reasoning behind that? The well, all, no, well, they do like all the mythology. Anytime they're telling like some origin story, they do it in paper cutouts. Oh, okay. And it was just like, why? Like, what, what's the reason behind the paper cutouts other than it kind of looks cool? Yeah, probably um, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole reason. Yeah, but. yeah, I, this, yeah I, I mean, the film did look good, but again, yeah, it had none of that atmosphere. It just, 
it just this film feels like totally like you're making it because Candyman, you're trying to bring back like they're bringing back everything now, and I don't know, I didn't, I didn't think any of it worked. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like for me, I, I think I, there's I was actually like never a good bored reason with this. Like, I, I found this movie was actually like from the, the get go. I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, I, I'm I, in. I was interested throughout I the whole movie. Didn't have any tension, but I didn't need it. I just enjoyed. Now part of this it does feel like there's a again. huge part that doesn't exist. Like it's kind of leading up, and it's you know I, I am missing it, mm-hmm. some of the tense moments, um, and then it just goes batshit at the end. Like it, it like rushes through everything. Did you find like that the end at the, the very uh, end? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense a little bit. I thought the ending was kind of interesting, but again, yeah, it just I don't know everything else. I didn't care about. Yeah, the end for me is the only thing I don't like that I distinctly hated about the movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, see that it kind of makes sense though. It comes full circle. Yeah, of course. Me. Like that was like you you just like skipped eight steps to get there. <laughs> but if yeah. you didn't have that, then it's just it's literally a remake of the first film and and done just worse in every way. This it, like I think you could have done that ending. I just think like there's way more interesting ways that they could have tackled the race issues. In, in America right now, and, and this, I think, did nothing with any of that. Interesting. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I disagree with that. Um, I'm going to give it 6 out of 10. Like, there are some stuff oh, wow. I liked about it. But, I'm only uh, giving it 6.5. So oh, this is yeah, not making my are, top You guys 10. didn't like as much as <laughs> I did. Again, this is like all these fucking things. Like, I don't just, I'm going to never watch this when I can watch the original. Yeah. I think it's a nice little uh, marriage between the two, to be honest with you. I, 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 I like, yeah. I think why I, I end up being disappointed because I, I think, like, the mythology of the Candyman, like, the best scare might be in the, uh, other than the one kill is when he first appears. Yeah. And he's hiding out. Yeah, that mm. was cool. Um, but, yeah, they, I just feel like they set up all this mythology and then it kind of just goes more into... Horror movie uh, yeah, ending. And, yeah, <laughs> And and never really explores any of these thoughts. So, like, in some ways, I do agree. Like, it's all surface level. Mm-hmm. But for me, I love the idea of, like, you, you're go- Cabrina Green was a real place. That's the whole yeah. reason why they did it. And it's still a real place. And what's happened there is, uh, is it, like, there, there's... It's a- there's trauma. Yeah. There's ex- like there's left trauma that was there. And I felt like they touched on that, but just didn't explore it enough. Because when they open up, Candyman throughout the ages. I'm like, yeah, Candyman throughout the ages. Give, yeah. give me this and how it becomes everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, disappointment for me as well. Yeah, it, it, to me, it felt like hipster Candyman. That's well, what it was for me. <laughs> that's kind of what Green Green's kind of turned into, right? Yeah. Yeah. But again, I yeah, I just didn't find that interesting. Give me the the creepy ass fucking scene where she's going uh, to the. Anytime uh, she went to that apartment, I was scared. For my life, yeah, because of Candyman and because of like well, not the exactly, not, greens, even, not even yeah. because of Candyman, exactly, just because yeah. that shit was almost scarier than yeah. Candyman, and you just don't get any of that. And I get you can't get that because it doesn't exist. But I mean, mm. that's not scary to me. Then, like, it's kind of like, yeah, well, you can't do that because it doesn't exist. Well, why do I want to watch this? Then mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like you can. It's like taking Jaws out of the water and like throwing him in some fucking other place and saying, well, you can't do that. But anymore. it is still there. It's still the same place. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are the, the elements that still exist on the, on the fringes, right? And they start going there. Like how yeah, people yeah. are still bare, like barely 
uh, connected to that old neighborhood, mm-hmm. character wise, but setting wise, it's well. They, you could have they, they could have used the townhouses and 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 some of these other elements that are still. You they could have, but they didn't. That's my problem. Like, the, yeah, that's like my to problem me, too. To me, the the setting of Candyman is like how the, the motel and Shining and like to me that that setting is is, is the most important character in that movie, even more than Candyman itself. And I think this thing gets rid of the setting and focuses on Candyman. And to me, like. Candyman is great, but the setting to me is more important, and, and this doesn't have that. Uh, anyways, we uh, watched a lot of fucking yeah. stuff. Yeah, we do, did watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, let's get into the reason why we're here. Okay. I guess we'll just throw up the trailer for The Hand That Rocks the Cradle from 1992. The Bartels couldn't believe how fortunate they were to find Peyton. I... Adore children, Mrs. Fartell. I love being with them. I, I love taking care of them. For me, it's it's the next best thing to actually being a mother. But they didn't find her. She seems terrific. What's the catch? There is no catch. I think she's great. She chose them. You never let an attractive woman take a power position in your home. All I'm saying is you have to watch your back. Now, their innocence is her opportunity. He has your eyes, you know. Do you really think so? Their trust. Peyton's been great. Has she? I don't know what we would have done without her. Is her weapon. If something happens to my mommy, you take care of me. Of course I would. And their destruction. There's only one woman for me. That's all you need. Her triumph. When your husband makes love to you, it's my face, you see. Get out of our house. She's turning on me, Michael, just like you said you were. Call the police. Claire, calm down. You don't know what she's capable of. Anyone can have an accident. Michael? What goes around comes around. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. To my family. The hand that rocks the cradle. After her husband is accused of sexual misconduct with his patients and commits suicide, an embittered pregnant widow goes into shock leading to a miscarriage. She then embarks on a mission of vengeance against one of the accusers by infiltrating her family as a nanny. It kind of sounds like Death Wish or yeah, something. Right? There. Like the, the nanny is like the badass seeking vengeance. Yeah, right. When really her husband is a terrible fucking it, yeah, rapist. The rapist who, who it's Q from Star Trek. I don't even watch Star Trek, but I know that that's Q from oh, yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, it's Q. It's so weird because the film opened up and she goes to she's going to get. Um, I uh, guess like uh, the, the check up, check because yeah. she's pregnant, right? She's like, oh, I'm gonna make sure you're. And that's uh, her topic. I'm like, what the fuck am I? Dude, what is? It's this? really uncomfortable. And also knowing, like, I just didn't know that. I forgot that that was like it, the yeah, reasoning behind this like, starting. It, it's so the, weird. The like, lead actress also is like one of the main abuse victims of Harvey Weinstein. Oh really? Oh, really? oh wow! Oh wow! That's um, kind of yeah. Like it was. Uh, it was extra. Creepy to watch. Uncomfortable. Yeah, because that scene. Did is, he play the part? Yes. Harvey Weinstein is the doctor. Cause yeah, cause we joke about that, but like yeah. he fucking was a creeper. Yeah, he ruined like that. Yeah. career, like multiple she, careers. You, you think about 
This is what is with these erotic thrillers? We had fucking Kevin Spacey on last episode. Did we have anyone on Fatal Attraction? I think they're good, right? Like Michael Douglas and was there an issue with Glenn Close or no? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is there anything in the Albert Knobs effect? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's kind of weird. But um, yeah, two uh, rapists on these. What a, way, what a way to start she, this. She, she, wasn't the she wasn't the rapist. She's the victim. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm saying, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Q, right, right. Yeah, Q yeah. in real life, I think, is cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's cool, right? <laughs> He's cool with us. Can I guess the six degrees of... John uh, Laurie anyway. or whatever your name is, do yeah. not come yeah, at us. Please. We're, we're not talking about you. Um, but yeah, I, I just when the, that opened the film, I was like, what? Are, like, ah. is this going to have anything to do with the plot? Or are they just putting this in to like make you feel uncomfortable and then like it does yeah. have to do with the plot thankfully because i honestly thought they were just throwing that in for like shock value at the beginning i completely I, my i still think it is thrown in yeah. there for shock value yeah at the beginning of the I, I guess it gets a plot rolling in yeah. a way my sister I, i'll just talk about my experience with this film i don't know why she loved dolls and babies and any film with babies and i guess this has a baby in it huh. <laughs> but she loved this film and like she got it on vhs and watched it all the fucking time. So this is a film like I it was always on the house in the background. Mm. Um, so I did. I, I kind of grew to hate it. To did be honest. you uh, recognize Ernie Hudson when you were a kid? You're like, hey, yeah, it's yeah, 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 is that yeah, more? yeah. Ernie Hudson. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyways, and uh, it's got Lloyd Braun in it. I was saying that Serenity Now, right? Yeah, Insanity Later. <laughs> What's who's? Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. He's the guy like, he's the, I, I can't move. My legs are broken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, he's the guy from Seinfeld. But who is he in he's this? The, he's he's the, the dad. He's the father, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I know him as the guy from fuck. I know him as uh, Lassard from Police Academy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five and Six. Yeah, he's a, uh, yeah, Police Academy. He's Mahoney in uh, Five and, and Six. And he did like a bunch of, fr- he did fraternity yeah. uh, vacation stuff. Yeah, he, I, I can't take. being able to reference Police Academy five and six. I I don't know if I should be like cheering you or just being like oh, I love I love the Police Academy <laughs> series, man. Like I I'm not even joking. Like one, three, and four are like cut top comedies. Which for one me. do they go to Russia? That's six. That's the no. That's, that's when seven. it got bad. Yeah, Mission that's, Moscow. That's yeah. the one I don't count. But up to that point, they yeah. were uh, they were hitting it all the park. I man. think I've seen them all. <laughs> Yeah. But don't have yeah, any recollection, I, really. I can't take him seriously in this film because yeah. of that. Like, he just... And, I mean, he has nothing to do in this film. No. I will give this film credit. It's a strong female film. Like, all the the three sh- and best... Like, what other film can you think of that has... Julian Moore is awesome in this. Oh, yeah. There are three kind of diverse women. You have Rebecca right? DeMorna. Yeah. He's great in this. It's like yeah. the psych- psychotic... Yeah, like, she's okay yeah. in this. And then, uh, and yeah, the lead uh, is 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 fairly is okay in this as well. Like yeah. I think they're both okay. Julianne Moore steals every. Yeah. Scene this is like she's her second in. film or something, isn't it? Because she very is early, such yeah. a badass in this too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want me to tell him? You want to press to make something up? Like she's like just like, and it's kind of weird to see that female power figure in like the uh, the, di- the difference between her and the in the other characters too is is like. She's not overplaying. The, my problem with Rebecca De Mornay in this is she's overplaying the oh I'm I'm sweet and nice and yeah. whatever and then oh Ernie Hudson he put poured yeah. some paint on me <laughs> yeah, for exactly. two seconds yeah. like oh she's bad we know she's yeah. bad look at her face well I think she was she had to get rid of him anyways right I think that was just an excuse no to- but like every time she's like 
uh, accused of something, she turns into the evil woman for a second. Yeah, but I kind of like I I compare her to Batman. I like this character <laughs> a lot because she is so smart. She's outsmarting everybody. everybody like, yeah. and like she has like her like Bruce Wayne character. That she also has her Batman, like like the evil Batman character. She's an anti-Batman. <laughs> well, c- can we bring up the great scene where I guess like. <laughs> There's a little bully kid picking on the yeah. daughter, and she goes to the school, grabs him by the arm, yeah. and it's like, leave him alone. I will fucking kill you. If you don't, I'm going to rip your fucking hat off. Like, it's like, yes. Yeah. You go <laughs> You kind of root for her at times, yeah. even though she's... But then and there, there's a great scene, too, where she just kind of fucking loses it and goes in the bathroom and just smashes That's actually right. a great... Scene, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I kind of like those little like she kind of has that where yeah she just I kind of like those like little twists and then you see yeah. that reaction in her face and she, you're like this fucking chick is nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm always uh, like when I, I groan. I thought she did. A good, I groan like, the first time she did that because yeah. it's like it's an overplay from the actor. You could present that in a more subtle sort of way and you'd yeah. still get it like a glint in the eye or something. Uh, yeah, I like that. Like Julian Moore, so Moore does does those same things where you can see the nuance and how she's feeling about things, but there's, it's mm-hmm. never over, over, overdone. Yeah. Um, I get, I guess before we really get into it, we should talk. So this is directed by Curtis Hansen, um, who actually, a film that I talked about, I think it made, did make my top 10. LA or? Confidential? He wrote LA Confidential he and directed, directed it as yeah. well, yeah. But no, uh, Silent Partner, I guess, he was uh, the uncredited director and he wrote that one as well. The uh, Christmas Heist film I talked about a, oh, a couple right, months yeah. ago. Um, and losing it, one yeah. of Tom Cruise's first films, which is a, a great uh, teen romp, sex teen romp, if you're into that. Um, and yeah, he, I, he was good friends with Sam Fuller, so he's he's in that the the big set that Imprint did talking about Sam Fuller. Unfortunately, right. Curtis Hansen has passed uh, yeah. recently, but I, I thought like I've heard the name brought up in Criterion and stuff. So I thought he was like this, like I don't know. I I thought he was this well respected that did all these artistic films, and then I saw he did this in like Eight Mile. River Wild in uh, Eight Mile, and 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 uh, he did a horror film called Evil Town that Vinegar Syndrome put out. Like, <laughs> and he made a bunch of like Hitchcock knockoffs that I've never yeah. seen in the eighties. Uh, like his uh, his direction is 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 it's fine. Fine. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think it stood out to me. I think to be honest, Curtis Hansen was a workman like director. You give him a scrap. And to be honest, I, and I think that again, I like this film. I'll say that I do find overall the film is just fine to me. Like. Uh, it never goes like crazy enough, like mm-hmm. some of the other films we've talked about this month, and it's not quite on the good level, of, to, at least for me, as Fatal Attraction. <laughs> it, gets, it gets cheesy as hell. Like that's what this movie does, right? Yeah. Like there are some. But I, I don't like, think it goes oh, that's too hilarious. far. I don't know. <laughs> and, yeah, never because I I think it's so there's nothing like, grounded. Yeah. His direction is always like sh- yeah. sh- too assured, mm-hmm. so he never does. Like even Fatal Attraction, there's there's some like bonkers direction in yeah. there that Even makes the it light. more interesting yeah yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. um yeah like i i don't like i i think because of that i don't have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. yeah um it, it was written by amanda silver who um i guess did eye for an eye like a, a thrill but went on Is that to, was sally and, field and relic yeah and the relic mm-hmm. But this writer went on to write The Rise and Dawn of the Apes, Jurassic World, and it wrote oh, wow. uh, Avatar 2 or 3, one of the sequels coming out. Huh. So it's, a lot of bad movies. But it just it's weird to go from <laughs> that to like these big budget movies. But this is a, no, and I, I disagree. Yeah. Rise and Dawn of the Apes. Are oh, those bad. are good. But Jurassic World and. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Jurassic World is fine for what it is, but no, it's, it's not good. <laughs> um, Cass, as we've talked about, yeah, you got Annabella. 
how do you pronounce her last name? Skyora? Skyora? Not going to be able to help you. Anyways, um, Rebecca <laughs> Newborn. Apparently, Sybil Shepard was, uh, uh, I guess, uh, asked for this. But she thought it was, it was too anti-feminist or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, really? Yep. She yeah. auditioned for it or whatever. Uh, as we mentioned, Matt McCoy is the husband uh, from Police Academy fame. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Spacey was considered for the role. Huh. And uh, Christopher McDonald, who turned it down, apparently. And this was actually, uh, the nanny was a reimagining of this. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's why Madame Zima, who's in from the nanny, is in this. It, it was just a Well, here's another. She also is in Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan as the nanny. Huh. <laughs> so that was her thing. She was the little kid that- Didn't you hear the nanny theme song at the beginning? The nanny! <laughs> it was really, like, ambient, well, but it's it was weird. there. I always find it weird when these, like, kid actresses that you grew up watching as kids- Wait, wait, and now she's doing like California. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the girl from where she's getting like nude like, with yeah, uh, David, David Duchovny every episode. She's the one who punches him when they're fucking. I've never uh. seen California. Californication is also like oh, the worst oh, show. It, it, like really old now, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably around like yeah, <laughs> I think 12 it's like years. It's not, is it really old? It's like five years old. Twelve years old. I think. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, time flies. When you're having fun, yeah. uh, Ernie Hudson plays uh, is a choice. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So he plays the. He's mentally intellectually di- uh, yeah. disabled. disabled and he he i guess he's sent from uh um it, what is it it's kind of like a almost a is it not yeah, a, like a co-op big, kind like of like some deal. kind of program he has a house that he goes and, to and uh yeah and then they get i guess they would um send him around to mm-hmm. to help out or something around the house it's kind of yeah, like, like a, a work pro- program a work program he's yeah. building a fence he's yeah. Doing not too much. Yeah, so how did you guys feel? Is it offensive or is, <laughs> wow, it, uh, yeah. is it a good performance? He is, um, he made a choice <laughs> yeah. for sure. I, I, I don't I, know, I always I, find though like that. Dustin Hoffman, he is not. <laughs> no, but I to see that, like every one of the, every, depending on what you, whatever your, um, I don't know how to say like the, everyone is different, you know. What I mean, like one autistic person is not yeah. the same. You yeah. can have a hundred different types of like yeah on the spectrum. Spectrum yeah. exactly. Everyone's so I, I don't know. Like to say this, I is, don't think he's. I think he's very surface. Like he's got like two gears in his performance. Mm-hmm. Like I'm afraid of this woman, and I'm a innocent child. Yeah, and that's it. Like there's no, and he's not bad at either of those things. Mm-hmm. Is that a good performance? I w- wouldn't call it a good uh, performance. The, the lisp was know. a bit much for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, okay, now you're just kind of being um, And then we mentioned character. Julianne Moore is her good friend. Uh, their good friend and the ex of uh, Lassard. The, mm-hmm. the, the best is... This the, is, yeah, this is the, the, second, the surprise party, right? Yeah, the surprise her, party is the best scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, that's why she's Batman. She set this up so perfectly. She knew what was going to happen. Like, she really, like, played them like fiddles. Like, I was, I well, love that she, part. Yeah, she manipulates everyone perfectly. Yeah. She gets rid of everyone that's in yeah. her Except way. Except for Ernie Hudson. No, she well, she can't. gets rid of him. Well, right. gets rid of him, but he comes back. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. He's still following on his yeah. bicycle. But what a great like! How do you get rid of someone like that? And she does it. Yeah, pretty like I, I the way she, like the way every every yeah exactly how everyone is played. I think is, is pretty pretty genius the way that everyone's manipulated. Um, like she knows exactly what everyone's weaknesses and how to get to them. I, I thought that was kind of smart. Of course, we're talking about my, my, uh, Rebecca's character. Um, and then, um, yeah, th- this is more second film, I think, after Tales from the Dark Side, actually. I didn't realize that was like her first film. Oh. Yeah, because I think she did mostly just theater 
And before she was almost thirty. Like she's thirty. She's such a well-respected actress now that I thought she started off in the beginning, but she did like kind of a lot of like. I don't know. It wasn't until like the '90s, really, was it, that she started doing like this is Coen Brothers or and, um, like Boogie and, Nights, um, like I even get, Big Lebowski. She's a secondary character. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Safe, the Todd Haynes movie that mm-hmm. is her first like big blockbuster s- starring role. And then she's Boogie Nights the same Hannibal year. Was uh, Hannibal's uh, yeah. a few years later. Yeah, it's just so weird. I always thought she was a respected actor actress her whole career, but she did. People got to start somewhere, yeah, yeah. and 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 you can see it in in. Well, yeah. yeah, this is her second role, and she's and already better than the show. She's yeah. better than anybody in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. We we didn't fully mention the plot, so yeah, she's Rebecca De Mornay is um, Mrs. Uh, what's her character? Something Mots? Is it? I think it's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Mots. She's Mots, and I then she's, she's Payton. Yeah, whatever. So her, she's the the wife of the husband. Uh, and molest. who gets, uh, yeah, he's, you find out he's been assaulting all these. Um, and she, she loses the house and all her money because now everyone's suing this guy and then he, he kills himself. So now the insurance she is, her, she doesn't get the insurance. Yeah. She doesn't get the house. She doesn't get anything. She's, she's destitute. And then yeah. she had this shock kind of leads to her miscarriage and she, for some reason, chose, chooses this character to blame. Well, she came with it. She came out with the uh, accusation. Yeah, but I think there was like 10 other victims, but I guess, yeah, yeah she, she was, was the first. She got she the ball the rolling. Um, so she decides she's going to infiltrate her family, yeah. become the nanny, and, and totally ruin the it. nanny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's Like you said, there, there's actually not a yeah. whole lot to say about this film. Like, I think I think for what it is, it, it's well made. Like, I don't have too many complaints. There's nothing that stands out necessarily as bad for me. But at the same time, there's not too many moments that really stood out to me I just either. don't find there's much suspense no, well, in, in the movie, like it, I always struggle with these films, though, where it's just one character ruining another character's life, and no one believes it, her, or sees it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, and I always struggle with these films because you pretty much have to watch an hour and a half of this one character. That's like the it's Hitchcock kind of like what about Bob? Man. This is the what about Bob, but with a nanny, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not nearly as likable as Bob. But that's like a, a classic yeah. Hitchcock trope: is yeah. the wrong man, right? Like yeah. the wrong, and then then it's no working. One's buying it. But there's nothing to this movie also because we're I think we're given too much like we know everything that's gonna yeah, they hold your hand get-go. oh she's the greenhouse she's gonna set a trap yeah. in the greenhouse okay that like mm. I never was surprised other than the surprise birthday party I just like left my head mm. and when she goes in the room so basically what happens is she, are you gonna give it away like I guess yeah whatever yeah. this yeah. movie's 30 years old if yeah. you haven't uh, this isn't a spoil this is kind of a spoiler it's halfway through the movie it's not yeah. gonna like you yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's not a spoiler in the sense that you know the whole movie ruin is her the plot. you know the whole movie is her fucking with Messing every character around with, her yeah. so she can convinces um, the wife that the husband is cheating with uh, Julianne Moore's character and she comes home because she's planned why don't you should have a surprise party? So she set it up that these people are going to be off planning the surprise party, but she's got it in her yeah, head. She's like a, fi- a filtering. Yeah. Why is he working late and yeah. he, he wasn't like there? Cigarettes because he only smokes. And she, well, she plants the lighter and her. All that stuff yeah. was stupid. Yeah. But you get to the birthday. She comes in the house and she's enraged that he's. He, she's convinced that he's sleeping with this other woman, yeah. and she goes off on him because you're fucking and, Julianne Moore. He's like sweetheart. There are people in the other room. A surprise birthday party, and you just see how stupid she looks. And like, the room, the room <laughs> yeah. of people is that shot of all of them, and the stupid husband of Julianne yeah. Moore's too. That's in the middle of the room with his hangdog look. Yeah. 
priceless. That's a that's a highlight of the movie for yeah. me. I don't think it, it got even close really? to that. Really? I think the scene with the kid is better where she threatens the kid. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, the kid, yeah, in the playground? That's, I, yeah, I gotta that's ask, the fucking Asmund Haler was really fucking annoying. Am I wrong in this? Yeah, I, like, I, she, well, a, I thought she, she just kind of like... Like she doesn't even like breathe it in. It's just it's so fucking annoying. I thought. Well, it's a it's a setup though. Like, yeah, you know, I, I know exactly. What Again, it is. The, the, like, this is another yeah. hand holding yeah. part of the movie to me. Where I do love though how it all like the first thing that she fucks her with her is putting grease on her dress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she gets greasy fingers on the dress, and it all goes downhill from there. We we didn't even mention one of the, the more fucked up things is she fucking starts breastfeeding the baby yeah. so the baby won't take to the mother's tit, which is kind of fucking weird. Yeah, and, it's really And weird. that's kind of a memorable scene. I, I know everyone that knows this movie talks about that yeah. scene. It's kind of uh, it's kind of disturbing, I guess. Yeah, some of the um, early stuff where she's setting things up, uh, like I was a little bit more interested mm-hmm. in how she was going to infiltrate and then it all became a little too uh cartoon but you kind of see again this was another film that was a big success i think it was huge movie yeah like 140, 140 million worldwide oh, it actually knocked off hook was number one for a couple weeks till this film knocked it oh, wow. off rufio 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 oh <laughs> uh, we should i saw back. hook in theater as i was one of the people in that december making it number one i enjoy <laughs> hook i know no one else does but uh, i I think it's an interesting take I haven't watched on it in a long, long an interesting time. take on that that story. That As a kid, I loved times. it. I almost feel like we're the perfect demographic. Yeah, like, we might go back. Like this is amazing. We were ten years old when, or yeah. nine years old yeah. when. Oh, Hook I had came all up. the action figures and everything. Yeah. So the fat kid eating the food and he rolled up in a ball. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really love that. Yeah, the action figure too. He rolled up in a ball and you, and you roll could roll him down the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um. Anyways, let's yeah, just I, talk about Hook for the rest <laughs> of this. I, I, I could, I could probably. Uh, yeah, that Hook movie. is a film that even if it's a, if if you hate it, there's a lot of yeah. interesting All things of, to talk about. Uh, it. Spielberg's bomb. Actually, this 1941. Does, this has another connection to Hook. Glenn Close. Oh. Uh, no, I think. Um, this has some, oh wait, Rebecca sh- De Mornay was going to wanted to be Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Yeah, Tinkerbell, yeah. and then they cast Julie Roberts, who apparently oh. Julie Roberts was terrible. To I love how film. that's one of the trivia facts. <laughs> talking about Hook and how yeah, Julie Roberts was not yeah, great. Well, I love Tinkerbell. Yeah, well, on the next film we're going to talk next episode, the yeah. trivia is kind of funny because it's just like all reviewers tearing apart the movie. <laughs> it's the trivia like podcasters and shit. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do do I don't? Uh, yeah, there's there's not much I don't think we. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys have to say about this film? Or yeah, yeah, I don't know. The punch to the face that was pretty good. Like oh yeah 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 yeah. I know you're yeah, yeah. I, I again I do think again whether the characters are strong. It's very rare to see a film where the guy is a nothing character and the three leads are the most interesting characters. Yeah. Like what other film can you think about that? He is a dud in this. That's not like a film that's like Little Women or something. I'm talking yeah. about like a film that's like. You know, it, it's rare, and I think I thought that was kind of cool. Something I noticed watching this film this time around. Um, I'd have to think about that, but there's probably other examples. Oh, we supposed to put, talk about uh, prequels that were better than the uh, original. That was what we were supposed to do last week, right? Oh yeah, we were going to talk about. Oh, that. we'll do that next week. We'll talk about that at the top of the next show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you guys want to give your ratings in? I don't. I don't know too much to say. Uh, you go ahead. I'm going to give it five. Oh wow. Yeah, I was six point five. I'm going to go seven. I enjoyed it, yeah. I think, more than you guys. I think, mm. for again, for what it does, nothing really stood out to me, but I think what it does, it does bored. well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it it does lead... You know what's going to happen, a, I think but, it was a difference for me. It was yeah. like, I eventually just... Okay, this is... I know where... I know 
every little beat that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was every little beat. Like, it's that workmanlike. You almost yeah. have to give it to Curtis Hansen for making it that workmanlike. He doesn't yeah. stumble. Nope, it is... I just I had fun with the the morning's like like the glances and shit every mm-hmm. time like when when you know the camera's looking no one's looking she does the evil face I liked all that shit I don't know. I, I would probably like that in a different sort of movie mm-hmm. that uh like you could tell if certain things are just really fun. fucking pissing her off and she wants to take out a knife and stab the person like I, I, I like that, that scene in the bathroom where she loses her mind because it all builds up. That's yeah. the that's the sort of shit I wish there was there more was of more more there. Um, anyways, it, and then the, it was, the, the, the fun, like the finale is kind of fun. Like the chase, <laughs> it, it gets real cheesy. Like there's some like one liners and they're like okay. Oh, and the asthma yeah. like fake yeah. asthma attack. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah like uh, it's fine. The movie's fine. Yeah, to like, me, this yeah. is exactly again exactly what I expect for for yeah. a nineties thriller that was a big mainstream hit. Like, I'm gonna I, give I, it five point five. I'm gonna go oh, up a little bit. Five point five. <laughs> It was no consenting adults, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at uh, Movie City Wait, Maniacs. I got, at, I got trivia. Oh, yeah, 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 one quick ahead. thing. One quick thing. Actually, I guess this is a spoiler. So give me like Uh-oh. one minute for this little trivia. So I guess it was actually supposed to be the mum that is in the greenhouse and she survives and then they blow up Julian Moore. And yeah, Julian Moore gets killed a different way with something with a lighter in her car and blows up. You know, yeah. So, uh, good. Would have yeah. been interesting. I don't know. It'd be crazy if they killed the daughter in the greenhouse, right? Like, that'd be like, all right, now this movie's kind of taking a <laughs> <Yeah>. turn. <laughs> that would be a choice, baby. But then they couldn't have made the nanny. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. It's a prequel nanny. to this, right? Yeah. The it's, nanny. We should have did. We should have did, like, cover the best of the nanny series, Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan, this one, and. Probably some other nanny. Any movie? Movie. Anyways, yeah. Who slew any? That's it. Uh, nanny McPhee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this has been uh, part three of our erotic thrillers Valentine's Day special. We'll be back. We have one more to finish it off. Ooh, and this one's a doozy. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you'd like to share your opinions. Yeah, we didn't have as much to talk about on this one. But we delivered with a whole shitload of what we've been watching. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, again, still give us some recommendations. I'm yeah. still I'm still down. I don't know. I'm enjoying these erotic thrills. I think each one has kind of been charming in its own way or enjoyable in its own way, I'll say. Um, that is true. They all, they all kind of have their own have different their flavor. Own flavor. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, if you want to get a hold of us, we have a Facebook group to search uh, Movie City Maniacs, and a, uh, we have a group page and a like page. I can find us on Gmail at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. And we're on Instagram, Movie City Maniacs. Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're doing things all over the internet. Yeah. yeah. We're relevant here. We're, we're staying the with the times. We're the cradle of uh, the web. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, it's been fun. We'll be back with one more. Stay... Scared? Stay romantically scared. Stay sexy.